to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I'm your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 75. We are back in the swing of things, and have we got stuff to talk about? We got too much to talk about, man. Okay, now we want to talk about Emmy nominations, but you had something before that? I got something weird. <laughs> of course It's a do. little strange, but it's good. Okay. Some nerd over at Amazon Prime read my mind. I'm always watching something, and then it's like, what did they say? So I got to go back, turn the captions on, right? Back it up, see what it is. Then once I'm done, I'm like, I'm sick of the captions. Got to go back into settings, turn the captions off. There is a setting on Amazon Prime now called Instant Replay. You set your captions for Instant Replay, and then if you miss something, you just press back on the remote, and it goes back 10 seconds and gives you the captions. And then those captions shut off about 10 seconds later. Oh. So it's a quick like, what was that? Let me check. Oh, that's what they said. And then you have to deal with the settings. So I want to thank the nerd who came up with that at Amazon Prime. It's handy. It's super handy. And what's it called? Instant Replay. What is it? Shut up. Huh? Shut up. Huh? I can't hear you. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Instant Replay with captions is not an Amazon Prime feature. It works exclusively on Roku devices. So, if you don't use a Roku, you don't have it. Get a hearing aid, Demo. Okay, what else? You want to talk about something else? That was the big thing, man. Okay, I've well, been chopping at the bit. I was watching the Tomorrow War, okay? Well, we're not going to get into the Tomorrow War because that's a whole can of worms I don't want to deal with. Because no one can get into the Tomorrow War? Is that why? I actually enjoyed the Tomorrow War. Even though everyone says it's garbage, I thought it was watchable. Watchable garbage. The Tomorrow War. Put that on your poster. Sure. You know who was supposed to be in that that wasn't? Mm. Theo Vaughn. Really? Was in it, either got cut or replaced or something or had tour dates. I don't know. I know he canceled some European tour dates to be in it, and he's not in it, so. He's definitely not in it, because if he was, I would have gone, hey, Theo Vaughn is in it. Yeah. But he's so, not. I don't know. Maybe we can have him call in and explain it some other time. Okay. Do you want to talk about Emmys? Yeah, let's do it, man. A lot of stuff that we are not surprised about. Except a couple things that were like, are you kidding me? In a good way. Well, I don't know if in a good way, but Cobra Kai. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Best comedy series. Yeah, not a comedy. Well, kind of is. I eh. mean, they probably didn't know what to, where to put it, so they're like, oh, comedy series. And then in the drama series, The Boys. Yeah. How crazy is that? Well, it's like Matt Damon said. He thought The Martian was was the, one of the best comedies of the year. And he remember, he did that whole bit, stone-faced, about how thank you for nominating The Martian for best comedy. I think The Boys is more a comedy than Cobra Kai. The, sure. I should switch them, but whatever. Yeah, there seems to be no rhyme or reason to a lot of this. But a lot of stuff that we like made it into a comedy series. Ted Lasso, obviously. You knew obviously. that was going to be huge. Pen15... I know you don't like it, but there it is. Mm. And then a show that I watched, but we didn't review, The Flight Attendant on HBO Max with Kaylee Cuoco. I heard that was like a thriller. Eh, it was another dramedy type thing. It was had thriller moments for sure, but 
the categories are pretty vague at this point. Comedy, drama, and it's like so many shows don't fit into these molds anymore. No, they don't. Even the Kaminsky Method, Emily in Paris, these are not comedies as like, I mean, when I think of a comedy, I think of The Office or Parks and Rec. I don't think of the Kaminsky Method where there's like one, I mean, would The Sopranos be a comedy if it came out today? There were some jokes in there. No. Okay. Well, I don't know, man. Anyway, a lot of good stuff. Limited series. The Queen's Gambit, we said, was great. No surprise there. WandaVision. Ugh, it was awful. I liked WandaVision. We never reviewed it, but I, I'm going on record. I liked WandaVision. Okay. All the uh, usual suspects for lead actress. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, back what? up, back We're gonna up. We're going to skip. Okay, all right. Mayor of Easttown. Mm. Did you watch the whole series? No, I watched 20 minutes of it. No, no, no. You should have stuck with it. You should have stuck with it. Mayor of Easttown was fantastic. Now, we're not going to review it here, but Joe, how could you not get through that? I tried, man. Really? Yeah. You're like my mother. She couldn't get through it. I'm like, come on. My mom's whole issue was with Kate Winslet not wearing any makeup. And she goes, she's ugly. I'm like, what are you talking? Kate Winslet's not ugly. She goes, well, have her fix her hair. I'm like, the whole point, mom, is she doesn't have time to do her hair or put on makeup because she's like a cop and her son committed suicide. She's got more important things. She goes, I don't care. Everyone should look presentable. That's what my mom got out of Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, I I didn't quite go that route, but I'm saying that would have been a great 96-minute movie. What is it, 10-hour series or something? It was seven one-hour episodes. It's too long. It was not too long. It was good. Okay. Very popular. I think it's going to win. Maybe I'll Limited go back series. and watch it again. Uh, lead actor, all the usual suspects. Jason Sudeikis, of course we love. Lead actress, A.D. Bryant. You loved Shrill. Good oh, for her. God. She's funny, like her. Uh, that one's going to a show we're going to talk about later in terms of lead actress in a comedy. I yeah, think that's, the last we nominee that one. Yeah, We'll get to that in a minute. Um, of course, uh, lead actor, nothing surprising there. Halston came out two days before the nomination, so nobody's could have possibly have seen that before they nominated it. I don't know, man. The rest of this stuff is just, you know, I want to say the handmaid's tale season four got its mojo back. That's why it got a whole boatload of nominations again. I told you season three, meh, and there wasn't much buzz for it, but season four, boom. If you're a handmaid's tale fan, you had to be happy with this season. Mm-hmm. Also, Elizabeth Moss directed three of the episodes and she did a pretty good job. She did a great job. Her episodes were solid. Mm-hmm. 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 Am I boring yeah. you? It's a real hard show to direct, I'm sure. You say action and cut. So a uh, lot of good stuff, but let's go back to lead actress in a comedy series. Uh, I'll tell you who my favorite is, Gene Smart. Of course. From Frasier, who I remember as... Uh, Frasier? She was Frasier's high school crush named, I want to say, Lana. Yes, it was Lana. Congrats. Thank when you. I think of Gene Smart, I think of designing women. Hmm. That's her big show back How in the eighties. Too old. Jeez, man, I wasn't even born until two thousand six. Okay, so Gene Smart and Hacks. Why don't we just get into Hacks? Let's get into Hacks. Okay, it's HBO Max's breakout hit. I would say this is their first big hit. Sure. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, it's ten episodes, twenty six to thirty five minutes each. They were released two episodes at a time, which I kind of liked. I like the fact that you couldn't binge it all at once, but you got two episodes a week. I like that format. It was a great way to watch it because you're basically getting an hour of the show every week. Yeah, it was a different approach. I'll give them that. No? 
I don't know what to think of it because we're used to either once a week or all at once. So this was like kind of a play with you sort of thing. And I, I don't know, I guess. I liked it. I liked it. It was oh, good. I it was something it. to look forward to, you know? Now let's get into the cast. Like we said, Gene Smart and then Hannah Enbinder. I'm going to go with Einbinder. You go with Einbinder. I'll go with Enbinder. It's one of those. It's Einbinder. And then Carl Clemens Hopkins. Okay. And Caitlin Olson from Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. She's a reoccurring as well. And then Christopher McDonald from Shooter uh, McGavin. I was waiting for you to go with Shooter <laughs> McGavin, right? And this was created by the people that made Broad City. Well, it's a three arts thing. It's right in my notes. Three arts strikes again, Joe. Now, now, here's the thing about three arts is they don't believe in a straight man character. Everyone's eccentric. There's no surrogate for the audience. Everyone's just a wild character. It's like Arrested Development without Michael Bluth. That's how Three Arts rolls. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all their shows, Always Sunny. There's no like normal person for so everyone you're else. you need a straight man yeah. for everyone else to bounce off of. Yes, and just in case the audience doesn't know what that means, it does not mean straight man. It means just normal person. Right, yes. I know in, what that means. Well, some of them do, but non-eccentric person. Right. And that's often called a straight man. There isn't one in this show because it's three arts and they don't believe in that because they're all in from improv and everyone has to be in an 11. No one can just be kind of guiding the audience through the plot. But other than that, I liked it. Go ahead. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, clearly she's playing Joan Rivers. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Gene Smart plays Deborah Vance. She's like a, a, a I don't, don't want to say washed up, but she's at the uh, the end of her career, the twilight of her career. Of her life, really. She's playing an 80 year old or she's something. not playing 80 73 someone in her 60s someone okay. in her 60s well, man okay come on whatever and she's trying to get hip she ends up hiring this you know out of work millennial comedian writer and she's out of work because she got canceled for a tweet yeah i can't remember what it was it was some racist or sexist or it, it was ridiculous whatever yeah. now before we go any further there's a whole issue with hannah the actress. Okay. You know about this? No. Okay. A lot of people that we know in the comedy world won't watch this show because of her. Why? Because she's a joke stealer. She stole, it's well known, she stole a joke from Michelle March and used it on Colbert. Okay. I'm just saying joke stealing is the lowest of the low. So understand why a lot of people won't watch it if they know about it, right? Now here's the thing. If I'm going to stick with that, I'm not going to watch anything done by a joke stealer. Bye-bye anything Robin Williams ever made. Okay? There's some bold accusations, Nemo. Oh, Robin Williams was a huge joke stealer. I thought you were going to say Carlos Mencia or something. No, Robin Who Who gives a shit about what Carlos Mencia is making? But I'm saying Robin Williams, oh my God. The guy stole jokes like crazy back in the day. Okay. Just everyone knows it. But so, so I'm just saying, I get it. You know, she did steal some jokes. She used them on TV. Not cool, but whatever. I still went ahead and watched the show, and I, like I said, I loved it. You know, it skewers comedy and how ridiculous things have gotten, and it's got a warm heart to it, and it's got some it does. couple bits where, I mean, I howled. You know, and I don't do that often. If you have HBO Max, Hacks, look at all the Emmy noms. It's got 15 nominations. The thing only came out in June. Not, wait, not June. When was it? Uh, April, maybe. April, April, May, whatever. It's just a few months ago. So, I mean, it's fresh in everyone's mind, but 
It's definitely a big hit. It's got uh, 100% with the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 86. Yeah, and here's the thing I like about it the most, and then we can move on, but um, it pays homage to people like Joan Rivers, and I would throw Jay Leno in there and Terry Fader and some of these people who just are purists about Vegas comedy for some reason. They just love doing stand-up for tourists. And no one was better at that than Joan Rivers. And when they talk about the writing process between the two characters, I thought that was really cool as a comic to like watch them work through it in a very realistic way. I thought that was cool. Most of these are unusable, but um, this part works. Oh, cool. The setup. So, the jokes? You didn't like any? They're not jokes. I mean... Like, they're like thought poems. I had a horrible nightmare that I got a voicemail. What? It's funny because voicemails are annoying. It's like just text. First of all, if you start a sentence with, it's funny because, then it's probably not. And second, jokes need a punchline. Well, in my opinion, traditional joke structure is very male. So focused on the ending. It's all about the climax. Oh, look who's talking. I just got a TED talk about yours. I just want to say about Gene Smart, though. Fargo, season two, incredible. Watchmen, incredible. Two nominations this year, one for this and for her supporting uh, mom part on Mayor of Easttown. She is crushing it, man. And Lana from Frasier. I think we agree this is a binge. All right, Joe, go. Okay, if you have Amazon Prime, you turn it on, and there's always something that they just will not stop promoting, even if it's not coming out for a year. This last few months, all I saw when I turned on Amazon Prime was Panic. Panic. If you liked anything, you're going to like Panic. I'm like, what's Panic? Well, it's the Hunger Games meets Euphoria meets, uh, I don't know, something else. It's about this small town where all the graduating seniors pool their money and play these fright games, and the winner gets uh, $10,000 or whatever they're supposed to be able to pay for college with it. Fantastic premise. First episode, great. Really lived up to the premise. Problem is there's 10 episodes. Then it starts to spiral a little bit into just meanness. It's not funny. There's no stakes. You don't like anyone in this whole movie. If you like someone in this or in this show, I mean, if you like someone in the show, you're a sociopath because they're all jerks. They're all like praying for their classmates to fall to their deaths on these tightrope walks and stuff. It looks good. Obviously, it's well done, but it's freaking mean spirited. Worse than euphoria. Oh, God, no. How could it be? Euphoria it, is the <clears throat> most mean spirited thing I've ever seen. Well, this is right along with that. Um, there's some twists and turns and there's some cool stuff, but you don't end up wanting to root for any of these people. They're all scumbags. Um, I'm looking at this cast. I recognize know. no one except the old people. I recognize Bonnie Je Bedelia, Moira Kelly, and Nancy McKeon. Okay, Jessica Sula, who was in Split. Aye, aye, aye. She's gorgeous. But as far as the rest of the cast... And by the way, these are all 30-year-olds playing high school students, by the way, which is always takes me out of it a little bit. Can I just tell you? Okay. <laughs> just. Yes, tell me. 
anything to do with teenagers, I don't want to watch. Okay. Like the society made me watch that. I hated that. I don't care about teenagers. <laughs> I don't want, you know, the, the teenage rom-com, the teenage dramedy, the teenage, I don't care about anything going on in the lives of teenagers. But what if they're being played by 30 year olds? Then I'm on board because they're not teenagers. You like Glee, right? I never watched Glee. Oh, well, they were, Corey, you know, Corey Monteith was like 35 when he played a high school senior. I don't care who is anyway. playing at the age range. I'm saying the subject matter. I don't give an F about anything to do with teenagers. The second you tell me it's a teenage show, I'm out. Sorry, okay. I know that's a complete bias, and I'm not being open-minded about a show that might be good. I just don't care, man. I don't care. That's fine, but you would especially wouldn't care about these kids because they are mean AF, and they're sociopaths, and uh, it's completely unrealistic the way that they treat each other. I understand like high school kids aren't super nice, you know, a lot of times, but in a small town where everyone knows everyone, you're not going to wish for someone you go to class with falls to their death. Right. What if I was like friends with them in kindergarten? You know what I mean? They would have been. It's only one school. I'm right. sure. Anyway, this thing sucked. It's got a 65 with the critics, 79 with the audience, which I think both of those are way too high. It's 10 episodes, 45 minutes ish, I think. I'd skip this. It's mean. It's bad. There's nothing. You're not going to feel good about watching this and you're not going to like anyone in it. What about Joe from the facts of life? Come on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Cause you don't know who I'm talking about. Do you? I know Tootie from the facts of life, but that's because <sighs> I have the How can you not posters. know Joe? Well, I don't have Joe. You know Blair? Poster. You're putting me on the spot, man. Yeah, I am. The facts of life, man. Just yeah. push the button. I'm done. This is a purge, purge, purge. And that's Panic on Amazon, yes? Yeah, and they're not even promoting it anymore. Good luck even finding it. So they must have figured it out. Okay, right. moving on. What do you got? Okay, I got something on Netflix that was split in two. It was 10 episodes, but the first part of the season was released in January, and you got five episodes. And then in June, they gave her the other five. And it was called Part Two. It is Lupin. It's French. Okay, I'll be here. I'll be back in right, a few minutes. I know, I know, I know. Now, here's the thing. When I started the first episode, it auto-defaulted to a dubbed English version. No. Ugh. I did like the first 20 minutes because like, okay, you know, I'll do it. No, 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 no. I don't know how you can watch something dubbed. I get it. You can watch a Godzilla movie that's dubbed. I understand that, okay? I, but this, come on, switch over to the French with English subtitles and call it a day because that's, that, that's what the real performances are. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's just weird watching some other guy do someone's voice. You sure. know what I mean? It just doesn't work. Sure. It doesn't work. So I switched over to the French Whole new show. Whole new show. Now, what is this about? Okay. It is an homage to this French literary character from 1905 called Arsène Lupin. Okay. And he's sort of like this, uh, let me get the tagline here. He's a gentleman thief and master of disguise. So our lead character, he's sort of like, he looks up to him. Like he's been modeling his life after him, you know? So he's sort of like a modern day version of it. And he's trying to uh, get revenge for the death of his father. So it's a thriller. Mm -hmm. 
this is good stuff, man. This was very entertaining. The lead guy is Omar C. He was in this movie called The Intouchables. It's another French movie. Everyone should check that movie out. It's really good. They actually did that remake with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston, the American version. Untouchables? No. Intouchables. Not a word. Come on. Intouchables? Intouchables. I don't know, but it's in touch in French. That means you can touch them. Oh, stop. Just stop. Does this take place at a petting zoo? (sighs) Do I have to take away take away your I'm I'm glad this is I'm glad this is uh, subtitled and they don't have to dub the voices over it's like when we do this podcast we have to remove your voice and have Frank Oz come do the overdubs critics gave it a 97 Joe okay I'm pressing on I'm listening to your bullshit okay audiences 76 a little low I will say this when it came back for the second half not as solid as the first half but still well worth your time it's a fun revenge thriller but it's it's not mean-spirited it's it's enjoyable i do think though that the the lead actor he kind of like gets away with stuff too easy like he gets what's this about i just said it's a guy who's a thief he grew up reading all these books about lupin right so he he's idolized this guy and he's using it to get revenge against the people that wrongly accused his father of something and led to his death okay you're not going to watch this. Nope. I know, because it's in French, and you're, you know, ethnocentric son of a bitch, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Thank you. I got I it. I want to, just a little fun fact, okay? In January, this show was watched by 76 million households, making it the second most successful debut ever for an original Netflix show after Bridgerton. In April, Netflix revealed that Lupin was the most watched title on the company's streaming service in the first quarter of this year. Part three is on the way. I will be watching it. It's a fun show. Yeah, you got to read the subtitles. Grow up. Second most watched between what? Tiger King? I just said Bridgerton. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Do you listen to the things I say? No, man. When you start talking in French, I zone out. <laughs> I, get, I get no credit for the Frank Oz joke. That was pretty good. Come on. No, you get no credit. Okay. All you right. pish posh over all this entire review. No, I get it. You like uh, you like Lupin. That's good. Lupin's what? A binge? Yes. I forgot what you said. Lupin, Netflix. Season 1, 10 episodes, binge. Okay, there you go. Are you looking forward to anything cuz I am? Well, we know what's coming. We know it's practically here. I think by the time you're listening to this podcast, it'll be out. Ted Lasso season two on Apple TV plus can't wait. Everyone's going to just go crazy for this. Yeah. I'm right. Excited Cause I that. think between the time that it premiered and now so many more people have got on board with it. Finally. You know, it took a long time to get the word out. We got the word out the best we could. So many people told us to watch it. We did look at, it was our favorite thing last year. Great show. Right. Can't wait for season two. Yep. Morning show's coming back for season two at some point. I don't think we know for sure yet when. We do know for sure when. September 17th. It will be 10 episodes released weekly on Fridays. I want to mention one thing about uh, movies at home and the fact that they're playing in the theater but also streaming at home on the same time. You know, I'm a big fan of it. I haven't spent the money on the $30 Disney Plus premiere thing, you know. But they did Black Widow, right? Day and date, it dropped... And Disney, for some reason, released the totals they got on just the streaming, 
and they made sixty million on it, man. Because people signed up for the service that didn't have it. No, 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 no. They paid the thirty dollars, the additional thirty dollars plus the original service charge. So you paid thirty. You pay bucks your subscription, right? And then you have you have to pay thirty dollars more to get that movie. Okay, so if you and I split it, it's about the same as going out to the arc light. But if you had ten people there, oh, don't get me started on arc right? light, man. No, I know. Rest now it's regal, whatever. Rest in peace. I know. No, I'm just saying. Look at if me and my girlfriend go, I'm spending thirty bucks easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this on the weekend? Not so, counting I mean, what like, your girlfriend costs. <sighs> you insult me. You insult my girlfriend. Maybe I'll cut that out. I'm sure, but that's fine. No, I'm gonna leave it in. Now go home please and get don't. your shine box. Please, please don't. She'll kick my butt. All right, go on. Go on with what? So, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I've, I'm, I've, I'm sorry. I've just been edgy. <sighs> have you been to an actual theater since they? I have seen two movies in the theater. Yes. What? I saw A Quiet Place Part Two, which was completely underwhelming, you're, and then I kidding. saw, and I saw In the Heights. Don't start. Here's what I'm going to say about In the Heights. Wow. It has nothing to do with anything to do with the movie. I went to see it in the Burbank AMC 16. It was a meat locker in there, man. The air conditioning <laughs> was blasting. And then it would blast more. Like, I'm like, how can it get any colder in here? I was frozen, dude. I had a sore throat for two days afterwards, dude. And I'm like, turn off the air conditioning just for a little bit. That's one of my favorite things. And about, I wore a flannel. I'm sure you did. That's one of my favorite things about the movie theater is how chilly it is in there. It's a nice, when it's a hot day, you go to the movie theater. Yeah, but it's not full of people, dude. Okay. All right. It's probably a quarter full, right? All right. That All I'm saying is would have been fine to watch the Heights at home, right? I, On HBO Max, which I already have. I, I'm an optimist. So I say it was three quarters empty. Anything <sighs> else you want to talk about today? Or can we just put this thing to bed? I want to talk about Loki. I know you don't want me to talk about Loki. I'm going to talk about Loki. What is that? A juice or something? It's the Disney plus Marvel series. I just want to get it out of the way. I know you hate the Marvel stuff. Here's the thing. I went into Loki open-minded wanting to love it. Okay. Oh, Loki is good character. He's a villain, whatever. I did not care for this show at all. I thought it was a boring, unfocused mess. And you know, if you put that online, you might as well say you're a racist because I've been getting attacked so much for my Loki hate. I mean, like, I'll watch an episode and I'm like, oh my God, Loki, what the hell was that? You go online and it's like, oh my God, the episode of Loki, incredible. I'm like, like, I don't like, ah, like, like, how many Loki dicks can you stick in your mouth, people? <laughs> A lot of our listeners, most of our listeners, in fact, enjoyed this show. Sure they did. They thought it was really good. I know a whole bunch that think I'm out of my mind crazy. Look at I tried, man, but maybe I watched it at the wrong time. I'm watching it at midnight, but I said, no, I'm going to watch one at like four in the afternoon. I'm going to have a little snack, so I'm awake. I struggle to stay awake in every single episode. I press pause. I go, I'm not going to make it. I'm, not, I'm like, oh, eight minutes left. I got eight minutes left to Loki. Like I slap myself in the face. I dump a, a bucket of cold water on me. No, I even fall asleep with eight minutes left to go. I could never get into it. I feel bad because like clearly I'm the one at fault here because everyone loves this show. And there's like, oh my God, it's setting up the multiverse. And that's what Marvel's going to be. It's all going to be the multiverse. I know I've lost you. I know you don't care. What's this thing called? Loki! Okay, and it's a, what is it, a show or a movie? Shut up, we're done. Okay, and it's a what? Benger Purge. Oh, I'm not, this is not an official review. 
This no. is not. No, we're not touching any buttons. I'm not. I'm not putting this on the banner. This is just a little something that I've been dealing with for the past two days. Is the fact that like I don't like Loki and the rest of the world does. I feel like a pariah for it. Okay, and I'm gonna say, get off my back, people. I'm allowed not to like it. I need to hit the button. There you go. That's Demo's review of Loki, whatever that is. Can we get out of here, man? Let's recap. Let's recap. So we talked about the Emmys. A lot of stuff we liked got nominated. That's great. Hacks, one of the best shows, uh, maybe the best show on HBO Max. Probably the best comedies this year, easily. Yeah, really funny, really good writing. Panic on Amazon. Skip, skip, skip. It's mean, and uh, it's it will make you feel bad. Lupin or Lupin, I don't know. It's in French. Who cares? <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to a lot of Apple stuff. And Loki. Hey, whoa, whoa! Don't who cares? I liked it. Okay, Lupin Demo. is definitely a binge. It's enjoyable. It's light. It's fun. Is it Lupin or Lupin? Lupin. You have to Lupin. say it with the. I, you gotta put the little. Lupin. Lupin. God, this, you know you can still make fun of the French mozzarella <laughs> or whatever. What? I don't know what they say, do over say there. Bon. <laughs> I don't know what they do over there. I wanted to point out that there's also a whole bunch of other French actors in that show, and I didn't even mention them, but they're French and they act. Good for them. Yep. And they probably make love like you wouldn't even believe. Okay, looking forward to a bunch of Apple stuff. Loki Demo says it's not great. This has been episode seventy-five. You can listen to it if you haven't already. On uh, Google Play, YouTube, iTunes, Odyssey now, apparently, iHeart Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, all places that don't pay us anything for some reason. I don't know how that's legal, but there they go. Demo, how can they get a hold of us? Reach us at binge or purge podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at binge or purge, Instagram at binge or purge podcast. Yep. As always, we want to thank Just the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you next time. <laughs>